Hello, welcome to Ruminations on Tony's Tall Tales, where stories take the stage. I'm your host, Anthony Pavlich. Thank you for joining us, or joining me, I should say. Um, appreciate uh, the time that you're spending listening to me ramble and uh, pontificate, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, in this chapter, I'm just going to talk about the mid-year re- uh, review. Uh, 2022 is already at the halfway point, maybe a little bit beyond by the time this recording comes out. And wow, 2022 is flying by and what, uh, what a crazy year already. I mean, obviously the last couple of years have been pretty intense, um, very difficult, just, um, just a lot, (laughs) just, just pretty wild, man. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to already be reflecting on, you know, six plus months already gone in this year. And yeah, it's some days they seem to drag and then other days, you know, before you know it, it's, it's gone. So yeah, I'm just going to reflect a little bit on, uh, some of the challenges and accomplishments, uh, thus far in 2022, and um, some targets that I want to try to hit and have been thinking about for the remainder of the year. Um, so yeah, probably a little bit of an update on the writing. Uh, it's been going well. Um, I've still been dealing, you know, with some health stuff. So that's been taking up a lot of time over the last month or two, just really trying to focus on getting better and getting my mental state um, in a better place and just dealing with the fallout that, you know, my body physically has kind of been uh, dealing with some of those uh, anxiety, you know, issues of anxiety, panic and stress. And um, just, it's crazy because I didn't really realize how much your body, um, holds and 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 maintains and it was really interesting because i was thinking about it today uh again it, so much of it ties in together with what we've been talking about what i've been thinking about what i've been you know uncovering and research and reading and you know I have a lot of the topics i've talked about especially when it comes to habits and you know the work and the process and really habits um how much of it correlates with um our body and muscle memory you know, I was thinking about this morning, um, the 1%, you know, just doing, you know, you don't have to, there's this idea that we have to do a, an extraordinary amount of work um, every single day to make progress. And just like how time, you know, can just creep up on us and go by in the blink of an eye, the same thing happens with work. You, as long as you're doing a little bit, it, it can just be just a little bit every day that, you know, we talked about that it builds upon each other. You're, you're not losing the work that you did the day before. Um, and so you're, you're compounding um, that work and that effort uh, from everything else that you've done. It's the same with your, with our bodies. You know, when we think about, you know, say you did a sport in high school or when you were younger and, you know, you were pretty proficient at it and, you know, you don't do it for a number of years, maybe even decades. You, there's no such thing as you lose all of that, you know, knowledge and that uh, muscle memory, just like riding a bike. If you get back on the bike or you get back into the sport, um, you might be a little bit rusty, you know, 
but you don't lose the work that you put in even that many years ago. You know, a lot of things you'll realize comes back to you um, and that you can still be pretty good at it. And again, it's, it's, it, we, we, we kind of get stuck in a mentality of if we don't do something at an expert level or on the professional level, then it's not worth it. But, you know, it's really, it's, it, it's kind of, it's, it's really difficult to look at it that way because really when it comes down to it, we don't need to be a professional level, you know, at, at, at many things, you know, it's not like, you know, if we take this sport analogy again, if you did golf back in, you know, high school or middle school, even, uh, whatever sport, you know, and, and you try to take it up a little bit, you know, in your later years, you're not trying to, <laughs> to be at a level where you need to compete on the professional um, arena, you know, you're not, you're not trying to go out and, and, and then, you know, I gotta be so good that I gotta, it's gotta be PGA worthy. It's like, no, you, you can just do it to be proficient enough where you still enjoy it. Um, it's the same thing with, with anything. Um, so this idea of, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent, kind of redirecting it back to the point that I was making, <laughs> um, that we don't lose everything that we've done in the past. And, and again, you know, correlating it with the, the body, the, the body remembers and the body knows. And then, you know, that's why, you know, I was thinking about that because it's the same with things that, you know, um, causes great challenge, you know, like trauma, you know, your body stores that trauma, um, that stress, that anxiety, if it doesn't get properly metabolized out of your system, it stays with your body. Your body remembers just like anything else that we do in life. Um, so it's, it's very interesting that a lot of that trying to navigate through that, almost like trying to metabolize all of the, that st those stresses and the anxiety that has been stored in my body um, to get it out um, and to work through it so that way I can reclaim, you know, myself. I can reclaim my life and lead and live the life that I want to pursue. Um, so it's been a very interesting journey in that, in that respect, you know, I've been doing this now for, it's been, you know, acutely, I've been dealing with it for about a year now. Um, but I didn't realize how much of it was gradually building in my body or, you know, some of the subtleties that now when I reflect back on were there and how miraculous my body was still functioning and trying to na help me navigate through, you know, the, the responsibilities and things that I need to do through my day. And, you know, now I've been fortunate with this time to be able to kind of work through it um, while still, you know, taking care of some of the responsibilities that I still need to take care of. So um, in, the, in that aspect, you know, I don't get so down on myself for things that I probably weren't, wasn't able to do because there was a lot of things I was able to do to take care of myself. And it's tough, obviously, in the moment because it's extremely difficult, extremely frustrating. But, 
you know, it's it's been work that I think has been very necessary and I think will be very beneficial for me, you know, in the long run and going forward. So, um, yeah, over the last couple of months, haven't really been able to do as much writing, but I was taking a look at the app that I use. Uh, it's called Done, uh, D-O-N-E, um, from the App Store. And it's cool because this is basically like checklists. Um, I only have two activities or two things on there. One is writing and then the other is my transcendental meditation. And so basically I use it as a tracking tool to click on it when I complete my task for the day in those two areas. And it's cool because, you know, there's, it, it has a history of it. So I, I can see, you know, the metrics of, you know, a week, a month, even a year. Um, so it was cool because I was looking at it today, uh, just to kind of in preparation of the show and just wanted to see how I did in those areas. And, you know, again, not probably what I would have hoped, but also, you know, I take a great accomplishment in the days and it's a lot better than I thought actually. Um, so for the year, I'm at a completion rate of 75% for my uh, TM, which is fantastic. So for the majority of, of the year, I've been able to do um, my two times a day uh, meditation. And it's cool because it shows me my goals met were 158 and my best streak was 111 days. Um, so that's that's fantastic. Um and then when I look back at the writing, um, I'm actually a really good uh, 59% completion rate, which, again, is 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 it's it's kind of interesting because when you kind of look at the data, when you when you are tracking it and you're able to look at the data, it it gives you a lot of uh, clarity of not only what you've done, but it just I don't know. There's just like a very interesting dynamic that happens when you have just data and you're able to kind of review that data. Um, I, I, the best way that I can explain it is clarity. It gives you, it gives you ways it, you can, you, you, you see it. So it, it's very tangible. So you can see um, what works, what doesn't work, um, strengths, weaknesses, but it just, it gives you information that can help you uh, going forward because then you can make adjustments on, you know, how to make improvements, or maybe there was something that was working really well, and you have data that backs up those um, those points. And it's just, I find it a, a great tool. Um, same thing. Um, I met my goal 133 times uh, thus far at the mid-year point, and my best streak was 111 days. Um, so I feel really, really proud and really good about that because, um, again, it shows that I have been building a new habit um, for these two areas that, that I found that I wanted to make a priority this year and that were very important to me. And I was able to do that successfully up to this point. So um, it's also, too, because it, it's great when, you, when you're tracking as well because it gives you – I don't I don't want to necessarily use validation, but just gives you um, encouragement that what you're doing is great, but also too that 
it's doable and you have evidence that you did it. <laughs> so I, I found that very, uh, uh, very, um, what's the word? Just very inspiring, I guess. Um, so uh, I will continue for the rest of the year to, to continue working on maintaining those two habits. And they've brought me a lot of inspiration, a lot of uh, joy and um, just a lot of benefits. So that that's great. And so even with the challenges I faced with, you know, the health, um, uh, things that I need to take care of. Um, and then obviously, you know, my, my work, my day job and responsibilities with the house, just like, you know, making sure the dogs are taken care of and doing my chores. Um, I think too, with, with the mental health, there's been a lot of emotions. There's been a lot of therapy. There's been a lot of things that have come up that I've realized that have been entrenched behaviors, um, the way that I view the world, my perspective, um, on certain things, it's been challenged because of the work that I've been doing. And so there's been a lot of fallouts, probably not the best. Well, maybe fallout, a little bit of fallout just because of it is a sense of almost a purging of these old wounds, these old feelings, these old trauma um, that has been... It's been hard to deal with because, you know, what will happen is when those feelings come up, I've understood and realized that things that I would do to cope with those feelings or not wanting to deal with those feelings have led me to have very difficult days. And whether it be avoidance, whether it be feeling completely unmotivated. Um, a complete, um, just almost shutting down physically where I just have no desire to really do anything or not wanting to do anything or not wanting to deal. And it's very, man, some days are just, it's, 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 it's extremely difficult trying to just get anything done just because I just, uh, it's so difficult to just to get to get the energy and just the intent to to continue forward. Um, so those those have been challenging. And then also too, just the frustration of having to deal. You know, again, you know, I've talked about effort or or work, and the process takes effort, and why we struggle with effort or struggle with the process and, and, and work is because it takes so much effort and takes so much energy. And that's why it's very difficult to maintain because it's just, it's a grind. It's a grind, man. And it's, oh boy, it's some days just feel harder than other days. Um, so the challenge is, you know, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, the Arizona Cardinals, um, NFL team. I've been a fan for a number of years now, um, starting all the way back when I was, um, uh, working in, in Phoenix, Arizona back in 2021 or 2001. Um, and 
you know, the, the new stadium was going up and that was really exciting. So I just began following the Cardinals for a very long, you know, since that, that time. And, um, boy, that team is, we, <laughs> the team has struggled mightily over the, over the years, especially after, after the team lost Kurt Warner, um, the quarterback and that the, the quarterback that took the Cardinals to uh, their first uh, Super Bowl or not first Super Bowl appearance, but uh, their first appearance in a very, very long time. Um, and then there was a, <laughs> a drought of Super Bowl or a, a quarterback play for very, very many years until uh, the Cardinals drafted um, the, the quarterback of the future, uh, Kyler Murray, number one, about three, four years ago now. And um, so I follow, I follow Arizona sports talk radio um, for, because yeah, just love listening about Cardinals news and about the team. And even though they've given me a lot of heartbreak over the years, I still go back, you know, to the, to the, to the games, watching the games weekly uh, when, uh, uh, NFL season is is in full swing and just man it's it's brutal <laughs> but but um it's come up because there's been a lot of drama in the offseason with uh Kyler Murray and his his contract um extension and then the uh Phoenix Suns uh the NBA uh, basketball team um had um were had a very heartbreaking loss in the playoffs um this year um and they were in the finals the year before and so it's the poor <laughs> poor Arizona teams just cannot catch a break um we're so or the fans are so thirsty for a title win um and we've been so close and yet uh it's it's just heartbreak after heartbreak but um it's come up because the 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 analysts and the media um, reporters have talked uh, about the the teams, obviously, and what's been happening, the dynamics. But there's been some analysts that have mentioned um, Kobe Bryant and his um, some of his uh, interviews that um, people have, you know, gone back to and and listened to. And you know, he he talked about the process. And that what makes the great players, the greatest players in sports history is the fact that you have to fall in love with the process because the process is where the work takes place. And the process is where you hone your craft and you become um, excellent and you continue to maintain that level of excellency um, to great heights. And it's, it's, that's what separates the greatest from the great and from the good and from the mediocre and the amateurs is the process. Um, so man, there, there are days where that process just feels really difficult and it, it is a grind but there is so many great benefits and rewards if you 
can fall in love with that process. Um, because when you fall in love with the process, you not only does it, it's kind of like that thing with, um, when you do something really hard and really difficult, something that, you know, gets you out of your comfort zone or maybe even sparks a little bit of fear and anxiety in you, you realize that it, it still terrifies you, but you realize that it, it just, it, it unlocks the, uh, the realization of how capable one is. And once you, uh, reach a plat uh, plateau or you reach a, a milestone, then it becomes a little bit easier or I wouldn't say easier, but you have a, a much lower barrier to entry to enter into that um, process again, because now you've realized what heights you can reach. And then you get a little bit um, curious about what new heights you can reach for and ultimately arrive at. And so it's this really interesting dynamic of it's not that the process necessarily gets easier because it's still a grind, it's still work, it's still effort. But you start falling and you falling in love with it because you know what lies at the end of that process. And you get excited about pushing yourself and testing yourself and unlocking new um, hidden strengths within yourself. Um, you, you throw open the, uh, the limiter, so to speak. And then once you accomplish the next thing, you wonder, oh, wow, I did that. Well, I wonder if I do it again, what else can I uh, achieve? What else can I unlock? So I think that's kind of the, part, the, the, the way through, you know, when the grind gets really tough or, or we're just not feeling uh, that we, we can push more or that you know, we don't want to do the work. If we get curious about what lies beyond that, then if, if we re, if we look back and, you know, and say, Oh, I was able to accomplish this because I did this. What else can I do? What else can I improve on? How can I get better? And I think that's the way through the way forward. So I keep those things in my mind. Um, as I face some of these challenges, also to uh, a lot of the challenges every single time I look at the page or I look back at what I wrote and I just think, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> How did I think this was good? Um, how did I uh, fool myself into believing that I could do this? Um, my gosh, I need to take this time and redo this or improve it because this is terrible. <laughs> um, so that leads me into some accomplishments that, um, that I did with my writing this, 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 uh, this half of the year is that, um, added some more chapters to my book, um, which is great. So I've got roughly probably about five chapters that are in a good, like rough draft state. 
And then there's probably like another five that are um, just kind of maybe a little bit more outline-y um, that I need to, or they're probably constructed in like chunks in terms of the scenes, but need to be, you know, connected together a little bit more. Because um, my plan going, well, my plan is the target is in three years. So um, when I close in on my, well, I don't know if I should age myself. <laughs> when I close in my birthday three years from now, I want to have a uh, uh, like a rough manuscript for uh, the first novel. Um, and then, you know, hopefully to self-publish uh, very shortly after that. Um, you know, I'm going to hire, you know, professional editors, uh, get that done, um, maybe do or, you know, may, maybe do a rewrite after that, after that comes back and then, you know, look into self-publishing. And then what I really, really like to do is, is, uh, record the, um, audiobook version of that first book, uh, myself. Uh, I think it'd be a great, um, uh, rediscovery of my, my, a little bit of my acting, uh, career and, uh, but also too, I think it'd be great just to have, you know, the, the person who wrote the book, uh, is, uh, narrating the book. Um, and then also, too, I can keep all the royalties. I don't have to pay anybody. I know how to do. I know how to record uh, an audiobook, so uh, I don't need to hire. Like, like it just, it's, it's so cool because when I think about if I just put in the work, if I just go through this process um, that I can accomplish, I can write my own book, I can record my own book. Um, I don't know. I, I think just that, that, that excites me. Um, because I can see myself there, you know, I can, I can be a published author and, and then, um, I can get back to writing. I can write the second book. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. So that's a plan. Uh, want to keep working on that. I was able to, I've got this really cool, uh, original, uh, series for a comic book, um, series. And it's, it's funny because it really kind of, was like a maxi series, like a 12 issue limited run, but now it's starting to kind of grow into another world of its own. And I think it might, I'm already seeing like two more, three more spinoff series from it. So that's growing. So it's like, it's incredible because I have these ideas that are just becoming these large worlds. And it, that's daunting, obviously, because I have no idea how I'm going to do it in terms of the details of it and construct these things together. But Again, it's just a little bit, you know, every day I'm putting just little bits together, you know, and I had this amazing revelation, you know, a couple of weeks back um, that it was, I was, I was reading, no, I was actually watching uh, um, like a seminar program and had nothing to do with my story, but there was a connection made and it, I brought it, I'm bringing it into my story and it kind of turned, it, it'll, it, it, connected a detail that I was like, how is this going to work? And then it came to me through this, this completely different thing that I was in. And that got me really excited because I was like, Oh, this, this is an entry into this, this detail that I wanted to use for this character. And it's amazing. Um, so it's got some, uh, superhuman elements in it. Um, but then there's this entire world that's connected to it and that kind of spun off. So, uh, been doing parts of that, which are really excellent. So hopefully I'll be able to share a little bit of that when I've got it more uh, written out. A lot of it right now is just outline details. Um, thinking about the world again, uh, 
you know, how does the world connect? Also, too, I'm really, I really kind of drilling on on theme. I'm a real proponent on why am I telling the story? What is the message that you know I want a reader to take away from this, or an audience member to take away from this? What, why is this story being told? What, what is the, what is it that we want to be, that I want to express? Um, so thinking a lot about theme and then what is the reasoning, you know, why does a character need to do this or what is, what are they trying to get? Or, you know, like right now this character has these powers and I'm trying to think about like, okay, why do they have the powers? Because it's part of this mystery that had formed initially in this image of how I wanted this series to go. And it's like, okay, well, why does this person not know about his, you know, all these things about you know, initially he doesn't know about his powers, but wait a minute, does he know about his powers? Because if he didn't know about his powers, then why, you know, why are these people after him? And what is, what is the the dilemma? Um, so that's really exciting. Um, the Bond script, man, the Bond script is very difficult. I think because not only is it dealing with such, I think it's twofold. I think one it's it's a blockbuster uh film uh even though it's a spec script there's not i don't i'm not naive to believe that it's going to get made but it's more of like showcasing that i can write an actual feature film but there's such a strong story that i want to tell with this character and because there's so much history i think that's part of the difficulty because you're dealing with a character that has been you know, there's so there's there's decades of of material based off of this character. So I have been going back and rewatching the films again, and I've actually picked up some of the the, the actual novels and going back to the source material with Ian Fleming and trying to get a sense because while also wanting to tell the story that I want to tell, but I think it's really interesting because. You know, I, I was talking with a friend of mine about this, that when I'm watching the films, it's interesting because now when, as I'm re-watching them, I'm, I'm seeing it with the lens of a writer and I, I'm understanding that some of it might have been, you know, why it may have been campy or some of the details weren't as clean or the there's plot holes. It's because of a lot of it might have been logistics. A lot of it may have been deadlines. A lot of it may have been competing voices, you know, um, that are having to make a compromise. So I think there's all these interesting er- elements and variables that have made some of these these uh, films the way they have been that may have not have been the greatest or wish it could have been a little bit more flushed out or there was probably reasons for it, why some of the lines were in there as they were, or some of the connections that they made that seemed a little bit, mm, I don't know if that would happen, or got a little bit too uh, flamboyant or grandiose, some of the spectacle and the stunts. Um, and so it's very interesting to think about that. And I think that's why it's been uh, a little bit difficult too, because there, I think there's elements, again, trying to tell the story that I want to tell with Bond while um, paying homage to the history and the legacy that that character has come from while within the medium of a feature film where you only have a couple hours to tell a story and how I wanted to tell it 
in a very powerful, strong way, like a very why you watch cinema, you know, to be thrilled, to be excited, to be moved, to be, you know, uh, to laugh, to cry, uh, to scream. <laughs> um, and I think I'm trying to, to, to hone in on again, getting back, like really distilling it. Who's Bond? What does he want? And uh, what is stopping him from getting what he's what he wants? And it's I'm so close, I'm so close. But what's really cool, my plan for that is um, I've got some time off from work coming up in, in about a week, and my goal is to um, kind of shut down some of the video gaming, some of the television, um, some of the movies, and um, knock it out because I'm so close. I really don't have much to go in terms of page count wise. And I just, I just need to bang out as rough of a draft as I can and just get it done. So, uh, my plan in the next week is to, I'll be spending my time off, um, working on the script and trying to wrap it up because there, there's so many other things I want to do. And so many other stories I want to tell that I, I just need to start getting cracking and I need to, I need to get over this hump and think I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself a good kick in the, in, in the, the behind to get this done. Um, cause I think it'll be, it'll be great. It'll give me some momentum, but, um, I think it will, I think I'm just getting, I'm excited. I think I'm starting, especially too, with this work that I've been done doing with therapy. I think it's kind of allowing some of my fire allowing some of my energy and my passion to start creeping back in and really uh just ignited and really uh propel me into this next phase of my uh in, into the next phase the, the, the remainder of 2022 but also to this next phase of my life um and i'm really excited about it and i think it's going to be uh just fantastic so Hopefully on my next recording, I'll have some updates because I think the, that recording will be um, after my my um, quote unquote vacation. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned. Um, so I really appreciate you hearing me droning on and on and on. Um, I just, I really, I know this, this 2022, this last few years have been rough. I know it's been rough for me. I know it's been a rough, rough for a lot of my friends. I'm sure you listening, it's, it's been, it's been tough and there's been challenges and, um, obstacles that you've had to deal with. Um, don't give up hope. It's very easy to do. I, I understand the struggle is real, but, um, man, there's a lot of great stuff still in life. Uh, life is full of joy it's full of love. I know it's difficult to see it, to find it sometimes, um, but it's there. Be kind to yourself. Um, you're doing great. Um, even if you don't feel like you're doing great, you are because you're uh, taking your next breath, uh, because you are here, because you are, you have your own voice. You have potential, you have energy, you have life. And do not take that for granted. It is a gift 
It is a gift that um, continues to um, inspire you. And just know that uh, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I want to share with you um, before I go just a little bit. Um, I I don't think I've shared a little bit of my work. Um, but I want to share because I've added uh, some some more to the to the novel. I don't know if I've said the name of the novel. I probably keep that close to the vest still, just because it's still a work in progress. Plus, also too, I'm trying to trying to work some um, some website stuff out, some socials. So I want to make sure I try to get some of those uh, locked down because. Um, I've got big plans for this thing, man. This is my, this is my, my, uh, my, uh, this is, this is my, this is my baby. This is going to be huge. Uh, and I think it's going to be the, the largest work that I've, I will complete. Um, so this, I'm just going to, we're just going to dive right in. I'm going to give you a little, little taste. Melissa often spoke of Dr. Mikhail Zukova as a pioneer in molecular nanotechnology. Little did Keith know that he possessed the key to his sister's work or that she was known to him. He was a spry little man for his age of 65, but he seemed to move with the grace of an old dancer. His long, nimble fingers reminded Keith of slender spider legs, moving, weaving together parts and items based upon some grand web of design. He wore extremely fashionable eyewear that complemented his tight jawline and saline chin. Although his torso was stout, his taunt legs denoted a surprising power, connecting him to the earth with sage-like roots. He walked calmly upon the strange scene before him, posturing his presence like some regal member. The evil man with a wicked orange grin widened his eyes upon this silly little creature. Why, hello, little fellow. Just who might you be? His voice dropping into a raspy husk. Dr. Zukova stopped and smiled. Keeping silent, he holds his hands in the pockets of his lab coat. The evil man's grin dampens. Who are you? Just a nobody. I'm here for the boy. The evil man looks shocked. He laughs heartily. <laughs> That's a good one, old man. I'm actually... I'll actually make your death painless. The last word is made without a grin. Immediately he slams a charged hand into the ground directly in front of him. And with a twist, cranks his arm back, swinging it upward revealing the end of a bright orange-colored cord of charged energy. The evil man cracks his whip, ripping out from the ground straight in the line of sight of Dr. Zukova. The energy tears into the doctor and shreds him in two. The crackle of energy splashes a light show across the warehouse. The image of the doctor degrades and fragments along with sparks. But a strange thing happens. As the sparks die down, the two halves of the good doctor recombine and return whole. An app, the evil man demurs. Again, I'm here for the boy. The doctor smiles once more, hands in his pockets. 
tricky, tricky wizard. Very rough, uh, but uh, a little, a little treat, a little treat. So, um, thank you so much. You've been listening to Ruminations on Tony's Tall Tales, a production of the Ruminations Radio Network. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review uh, my little show, and I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at Tony's Tall Tales. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and please visit uh, www.ruminationsradionetwork.com for so many other great additional shows such as Retro Features Culture, uh, Ruminations Red Rum, Cinephile Hissy Fit, Brevity Box. Um, please, there's some great content. Uh, the hosts are fantastic, uh, really great uh, peeps, and I'm I'm really think that you're going to enjoy a lot of the the content that we've been putting out through the uh, ruminations radio network um and for all your burning questions and passionate feedback please drop us a line at ruminationsradio at gmail.com and also if you go to our website you can find us um we have a patreon link there so if you want to support the uh our uh, network uh, please do so again thank you uh my dear friends and members uh appreciate you love you and um Yeah, until we talk again soon. Cheers. Cheers.